Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the show, the RR Show, the best show on the internet. I'm Andy, and today I am taking you into the wonderful world of r slash entitled people. I'm an entitled person, and I believe I'm entitled to a review. So if you have a second, honestly, I would really appreciate it if you could drop us a review. And make sure you're following along so that you get notified when we drop new episodes, because we're getting a lot done, but there's still a little bit inconsistent. Sorry about that, but hey, you you know, they happen sometimes, eventually. Our first story today is from you slash whip solo. Karen demands we let her through a fatal crime scene. Okay, so I'll start by saying this story is from about five years ago, and my therapist mentioned it in passing as it was something I'd spoken with her about years ago regarding my PTSD. I figured it's finally time to post This gem of a woman's story. It's around 11pm on a Saturday night and I'm sitting at home just getting ready to go to bed. I'm an on-call tow truck operator and figure I'll be going out early the next morning. Right as my head hits the pillow, my Nextel-style two-way radio chirped and a dispatcher goes, Hey, OP, are you still awake? Yeah, yeah, I'm up. Good, we've got a one-car accident in the next town over. PD wants it expedited, so please hurry, but be safe. 10-4, I'm out the door. After a roughly 20-minute drive, I'm heading out of this small town looking for the accident, and I see it. The coroner and forensic van parked in the road amongst a dozen squad cars. A typical one-car accident has one officer sitting with it for paperwork reasons with the tow operator. Obviously, I know things just got a lot darker than I had originally been told. Sparing you the gory details, What had happened was six or seven kids between the ages of 17 and 20 had been in an SUV while driving drunk and only the driver had a seatbelt on. The vehicle swerved off the road and the driver went to correct. However, one, he overcorrected, and two, the road on the side had about eight inches lip, which made it extremely rough for a transition to pull a vehicle back on the road. As it came back on the road, The driver fishtailed, trying to correct back in the other direction and again overcorrecting. This sent the vehicle rolling down the road in and out of the four-foot drainage ditch next to the road. All five passengers were ejected and died on the scene. One of the passengers was trapped under the SUV that came to a rest in the drainage ditch on its roof. The other passengers were just strewn across the road, at this point with sheets over them. I set up my Peterbilt rollback at a 70-degree angle across this two-lane road and start to work with forensics and the coroner to remove the vehicle from the ditch, as well as preserve as much evidence as possible. No sooner than I get this winch tight on my truck do I hear frantic beeping of a car horn. I turn around, and directly behind me is a woman who looks to be in her early 40s who is just holding the horn down and letting it blare non-stop as she's yelling out of her window. I ignore her and turn around to go back to this delicate job I'm in the middle of, wondering how Karen has gotten past the police roadblock that was roughly a third of a mile up the road at the nearest intersection to keep traffic out of the area. As I'm slowly maneuvering this 8,000-pound vehicle from the roof onto its side, the honking stops. Maybe eight seconds later, I feel a hand grab my shoulder 
and attempt to spin me around. Well, I'm 6'3", 280 pounds, and there is absolutely no way this 40-something, 5'4", 160-pound woman is achieving that goal. I let out a sigh as I stopped winching on the vehicle and looked at the sky with my eyes, asking God for the strength to not headbutt this bitch. I turn around and attempt to say, Ma'am, the road's closed due to a fatal accident. Karen, cut me off. I don't care what you have to say, just get out of my way, I'm late! Me, extremely annoyed. Listen, bitch, five people just fucking died here, and there is absolutely no way anyone is driving down this road for hours. I suggest turning around and driving back through the police roadblock you somehow got around now. Karen, responding and opening with that line we've all heard a thousand times, Excuse me? I live right there, pointing back behind her vehicle, and I have to use this road to get to where I'm going. You will move your truck now, or I'm calling the police. By this time, the forensics crew has heard all the yelling over the loudness of my truck, idled up, and the PTO engaged and walked over. Forensics crews do not dress like police, especially in the middle of the night on the weekends. They're dressed in plain clothes, but carrying a badge on them, and they'll put on hazmat-style suits if needed. None were needed on this scene, just gloves and such. Oh, which one of you is the manager? This man won't move his goddamn truck and let me through! I'm calling the police! At this point, she's actually holding the phone to the side of her head, and talking to what we would later find out was 911. Ma'am, I am the police, and I don't know- I don't want to hear any more goddamn excuses! Move the fucking truck! Now! And of course, clapping her hands with each word. You dumb bitch! Do your two remaining brain cells constantly compete for third place? The forensics officer's now trying to hold back a chuckle. Ma'am, if you don't get in your car and leave this crime scene now, you will be arrested. Just as the forensics officer finished saying this, a squad car came screaming down the road from the same direction Karen came from and stopped behind her vehicle. The officer hopped out of his car and the very first words he said were Karen's Miranda rights. Karen screamed, kicked, swore that everyone else should be arrested, and even tried to spit on me, which caused her to catch a tampering with evidence charge as we're on an active crime scene. By the time all was said and done, her other charges were obstruction, assault on an officer, misuse of 911, and interfering with an investigation. She took a deal that netted her 18 weekends in county jail. However, I did tow her car as well. Monday morning, I met her husband, and he couldn't have been more embarrassed as he apologized over and over as he paid me and then inspected the vehicle and signed off that we didn't damage it. The impound cost roughly $600 as it was police initiated, after hours, and storage. Charges were $150 impound, $50 after hour, $52 a day storage, plus the 5 miles each direction from our office. Our office was roughly like 15 miles away from there. Ah, don't you just love an entitled people story that has a happy ending? One Karen back in captivity where she belongs. Maybe scientists can study her and find out what the cause of this mutation is before it takes over the world. Well, I've just glanced at the title of the next story and I'm pretty sure this should be in one of the horror episodes. From user slash re-moth. Entitled mother wanted my baby to trap her boyfriend. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? 
We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookySciencesisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you, and stay spooky. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there. on this one for a while and it was the tipping point that led me to going no contact with my entitled mother. A few years ago after dropping out of college and having to move back in with my entitled mother, financial reasons stemming from my mother, I found out I was pregnant. Five months pregnant, 19 and single. Scary, right? So I went to my mother and told her because I didn't really know what else to do. The first thing out of her mouth verbatim was, oh, This is perfect! Can I have it? Obviously, I thought that I had heard wrong or that she was just fucking with me because... What the fuck? But no, 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 no. I'd heard her perfectly. She went on about how she thought her new boyfriend was going to break up with her and that since he was a widow, his wife and child had died in childbirth, he wouldn't leave her if she got pregnant. On the spot, she pitched this elaborately stupid plan of us hiding my pregnancy and then passing my baby off as her own, as if we didn't live in the same city as all our family. Basically, I told her she was crazy, and we went back and forth a bit before she threw a full-blown tantrum, screaming about how ungrateful I was and why I couldn't just do this one thing for her, and stormed off and locked herself in her room, where she promptly went on her phone and aired out my entire situation on Facebook. Well, within the hour, both sides of my family knew. My father, equally an entitled arsehole but separated from my mother, showed up with his girlfriend at my door and informed me that they had already set up an appointment for the following week with a local adoption agency, and that they knew I'd do the right thing 
which I did by packing my shit and couch hopping with friends for a bit until I got on my feet. This honestly wasn't the worst thing my entitled mother has ever done to me, but it was definitely the turning point to realizing I didn't want or trust her around myself or my child. Anyway, I haven't really talked to or seen either of my parents since, and now have a charming three-year-old boy and lovely fiancé, so life is much better. <laughs>